Well, hey, Gundamaniacs, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. Um, it is the 1st of June, so we are getting into summer. That is awesome. I am your captain of this EFSF ship, Argama, Adam Blue. <laughs> we got the co-captain, cyber new type, Steven. Steven, what's yes. up, man? Hey, how's it going, buddy? Thank you, thank you, as always, for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. I have to have you. I feel like without, I don't know what I'm doing. But what's awesome about today is we've got an awesome guest, Jason CyberRank10. You have the muscle. Twitch Whoa. badass extraordinary. Yeah, look at those muscles. Holy. No, but. It's growing some more over here, right? <laughs> no, th no, this is great. Thanks for being on. You've been one of the influencers helping out with, like, Gundam gaming stuff. Yeah. So we'll probably dive in a little bit. Um about some of what you do, but how you doing so far today? I'm doing good. Uh, has some coffee, did some push-ups, and just, oh. you know, reminisced over some Gundam music with you guys before we got started. So yeah. um, it's, that's, a, that's a recipe for a great day. No, that is. And I wonder how tired you are, because I think you, didn't you do like a huge stream yesterday of GBO2 PC? Just a little one. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like, it's it's... I catch myself sometimes. I think it was like 11 hours and I catch myself sometimes because I'm like, wow, I should be tired right now, but I'm not because I'm thoroughly enjoying myself and whatever that's cool. chemical is pumping into my brain. that's <laughs> keeping me like going. It's doing a really great job of doing it. It's not caffeine. Trust me. Like it's just, it's pure uh, engagement and enjoyment. And it's like, it's true. Like when you are doing something, you truly enjoy the hours fly. It's very true. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. It, I, I'm glad you mentioned the exercising because that's the thing with us sitting around all the time. Like, yeah, we have yeah. to remind ourselves to move. Yeah. Like, and that's that's the best part about the PC release of GBO two is that yes. the matchmaking is taking so long that you can get in some push ups <laughs> in between yeah. <laughs> waiting for connection. I do put my cam off, so I do do that. <laughs> I'm like doing bicep curls. Hey, chat, what's going? On? Like, what's with? Can someone make a lobby? Like. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's cool. But um, yeah, so we're going to talk about you in a second. But um, uh, for today's show, yeah, we might talk a little about GBO2 since that got its PC release. Um, also, there were some names for Gundam shows or movies or whatever that right. got released, I guess, because they're like, I guess it has to be with yeah trademarks being filed by Bandai Namco Filmworks. I'd love to speculate and see what that could be. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see what Chad has to say, because there's always something and. Speaking of chat, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to put on my old type gear real quick so I can read this. RxO, I see. I don't think I've seen you here before. Good to see you. Uh, oh, Vegito. Okay, I get it. Yeah, Brian Zanicelli, Dan Vince, Schemo, my first live episode. Well, good to see you here. Jam Cal X, Goose in the House, Shy Guy OC, Web Fox. Good, yeah, good to see you guys. Rogue New Type, you're there too. All right, cool. So... Now, to get started, um, you know, what's cool about this episode is having um, Jason, CyberRank10 on. Um, uh, you know, I met you through some others that are, you know, in the Gundam sphere. Where the we're council. Trying to, trying to help <laughs> promote content. Um, so, how long have you been doing Twitch? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Dang. I've been doing it for about a, yeah, eight years. Wow, a life. Um, and it's like it's it all started because i just like it was i was i feel like like there's like two or three origin stories for people who start streaming and like mine was just like i was in a a really like depressive state internally and externally yeah. and i just like i grew up always laughing and i caught myself one day and i was like wow like <clears throat> i'm becoming the pure opposite version of me 
that you know i don't know who this guy is like i i barely like find pleasure or joy in things and so at my core i was like i really do like video games and i did grow up an only child for a hot minute so like i do not have fun by myself and uh i remember my first stream was like i i didn't know what to do at all so i put on these sunglasses and like i made the cam kind of big i also had flowing locks at the time that was ages ago <laughs> and um i just played metal slug because i remember Ooh. that metal slug was one of those games that i rarely ever got to play in life but like i have fun playing it and... metal slug is good have yeah. you played through all of them no but it's like it's one of those things where it's like if I live to the ripe age of 90 and I get stuck in a retirement home and they're like, what do you want to do all day, granddad? And I'm like, I just want to play Elden Ring and Metal Slug and Fallout and Skyrim. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you know, that's our future. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's the future of retirement homes right. in general. It's just yeah. sticking a VR headset on old people and letting them <laughs> yeah, play the old but, uh, play games. Yeah. Glory days. Yeah. I got to see myself happy and I got to see myself. And I, I didn't even try to know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I just said, I'm like, yeah, okay. Bah, bah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I got to see myself happy and, and like people engaged. And I was like, wow. I look back at this like, like two hour stream and I looked at it like it was gold. I was like, wow, that's me. But like, I'm enjoying myself and I'm having fun. And so ever since then, I realized I'm really good at having fun and enjoying myself regardless of the circumstances and it's contagious. So yep. uh, other people started like coming in and they're like, this game sucks, but you're having fun. That's cool. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Cause I think that was you know, one thing that stood out was kind of that yeah. positive aspect of it. Like, yeah. Because, you know, there's so many things you can complain about all day. It's just like, who cares? Let's just have fun about yeah, whatever. It. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's the other spectrum. It's like, I've done that. Let me do this. Yeah. You know, I know where that rabbit hole takes me. Let me try the polar opposite. So I totally agree. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, And so you were playing Gundam Evolution. You know, that's kind of how you got folded in. But, like, how did you get into Gundam in general? Um, Toonami. Toonami. Ah, Toonami. Toonami. Okay. Tsunami yeah, cool. Gundam. Uh, it was the main reason why I tried to make sure I say the word try. I try to make sure that I didn't get detention in school because then I would miss the episodes of Toonami. And so uh -huh. at that time, there was no real way to save it. Uh, and then, I mean, I was smart enough to like operate the VCR, but like you never know who's home. You end up, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna watch the episode that I missed because I got caught in attention. And then you find out it's like Jerry Springer, and you're like, who? Oh, wow. I didn't even know he came on at like three something. Like, what is going on? Um, but it was gun, it was uh Gundam was basically like that hype of the Toonami era where yeah, you're your mixed bowl of fruit, Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, Gundam, Samurai Pizza Cats, and all others. Mm. And uh I always want to know what happened next. Uh, I always felt like at the end of every episode, I had a new personality. I am Hiro Yu today. I am going to school tomorrow. It's Duo Maxwell today. I am Zex Marquise. Uh, and then like G Gundam would just made it like over the top, and I was like, "Wow, this oh, that's is cool. like this is the best of both worlds." You know, the Dragon Ball and Gundam. so you were into anime in general. Would you say? Yeah, I was a weeb, total weeb. Oh, sitting in cool. AOL chat rooms, Cyber and Tin joins the rafters, watching everyone. <laughs> wow, that's good. That's something I brought oh, yeah, up here yeah. before that yeah. I've never been into anime, and it's right, just yeah. from recently getting into Gundam that now. 
I go back and be like, oh, okay, anime is cool because I gotta admit, when I was younger, I I judged it. Like when yeah, I was in high course. school oh, and all that, totally. I, yeah. I was like, man, yeah. who's wearing an anime shirt? Like, because I was wasn't weird. open. Yeah, it was totally weird. Yeah, and now that weird. I see what it is, it's like it's just there's so much fun. It's it's not about it being anime. It's just about there's all these stories that can be told. Yeah, like yeah. everywhere. Um, uh, so did, when did you or do you build kits? I have once. Oh, uh, okay. and tw actually tw twice, twice. No, I think I bought that one that just built and then it broke apart. <laughs> and then I had to put it back together and then I realized. Uh, hey, rebuild still count. Yeah, right. Uh, but my first kit that I ever built uh, was when I saw, I listen, when I saw Gundam Epion on oh. Toonami, I fell in love. I was. It was also probably during my Zex Marquis uh, personality phase. And I was just like, I saw this mobile suit kick I think he kicked Wing Zero's butt, or like he was like comparable to Wing Zero, and like he knows like what is this? This is crazy, and I'm like, oh, this mobile suit's sick. The color scheme, the whip thing, yeah. uh, the story leading up to it, and goes uh, and cuts a battleship in half right. with that. <laughs> that that was such an epic scene, and it's set to like the the, the bumping like rhythm emotion. Yeah. Oh, and so. Uh, growing up in New York, I had the uh, ability to find cool places and cool like crevices in Manhattan. So we have Chinatown. Go down to Chinatown, you go down a certain set of stairs, and it takes you to an underground mall in Chinatown, which is just like the only way you would know about that is if a friend showed you or told you about it and or took you. Really, they would have to take you in order for you to know it's there. And so I remember going there and walking around, and then you know, there's, there's this really cool guy who's just like in a hole in a wall with a bunch of boxes all around him, and there's like an elbow and a head poking out. <laughs> and like, you know, you're just like, how much is that? How much? is that how much is that and he's like oh it's like 30 bucks 40 bucks 60 bucks so i kept coming around and i kept looking at the epion unit and after a while he was like i'll cut you a break i'll like take ten dollars off and like you know oh. do you want to get it for i think it was like fifty dollars and he gave it to me for 40. wow uh, and so no tax i was just like he, he just felt so bad he's like no tax clean cut here you go um, that's cool and i took it home I, I put it together and it was the first thing i had ever built and i was so proud because uh it was just so magnificent i'm like you were so like you know the whip and just, it transformed too like it turned around its feet and all that stuff so i felt very accomplished having such a uh you know a cool mobile suit of my own yeah that that's cool um I, so then going forward were you just always like into gundam pretty much yeah other phases yeah, ever yeah. i think it was just because uh oh, specifically gundam wing and zero uh gundam wing and and uh, uh what was that uh endless waltz um oh yeah the movie yeah i think the movie was awesome just because i thought the words endless waltz were new yeah. to my vocabulary at the time and i was like okay that's a pretty cool combination uh, of words yeah yeah <laughs> um i think uh and there are always characters that like kind of like made me attached to it. And then even the politics stuff, like I didn't realize it was politics at the time. I just thought oh. it was called storytelling. And then I learned about Star Wars. And then I was like, oh, that's Paul. Oh, that's that is the same. <laughs> yeah. Person standing at a podium talking about no war while having war. So, um, OK, uh, I guess I'm all right with the politics part. And so I, I didn't keep up with the Gundams uh, over time. Like, um, I, funny enough, I just recently watched uh, Iron Blood, like, 
on Christmas. And, oh, okay. Uh, I did a community day thing with my community, and we like we watched Iron Blood. I was like, ah, oh, and then like next month I watched Turn A. I watched a little oh. bit of uh, Double O, and then a bunch of people told me don't watch Seed. So uh, <laughs> that seems to be a running theme. So I'm the going to watch it and then judge it for myself, as I always do. <laughs> yeah, do it. But do I have it. to admit, the animation style helped me kind of relate to why they were saying don't watch Seed because it's definitely a different vibe. Yeah, I agree. And I would be interested to see what you think, because I'm the same way where I'll hear what people say. I'll form my own opinion. A lot of times it's different. Like I, I don't like seed, but I love seed destiny. I was surprised. Mm -hmm. Heard it, that. Right. It, I've heard, I've heard I, it was that. like different. I was like, wow, this kind of gets a lot more into it, even the story and all that. So yeah, it'd be cool to see what you think when you get there. Is that going to be a community thing, maybe? Watching Seed? Probably not. <laughs> Is that too much work? <laughs> so many mixed opinions. Episodes. It's nice to just like watch something and for my own without any outside. Yeah, exactly. Any, you know, totally agree. agree. Totally. But agree. um, but no, really, it was it was just like Gundam Wing and G Gundam carried me for a very long time. Uh, especially because like G Gundam was like great. You could just jump into it at any episode. I think you know the storytelling was great because like, have you seen this guy? Have we seen this guy? Is he in this episode? Oh, no. Yeah. All right, we'll find out in the next episode. So I thought yeah. like that was great storytelling. Uh, you didn't have to know politics or who's point. who and what what. Yeah. And then uh, it's Master Asia, who's probably one of the most over the top <laughs> characters <laughs> in all of Gundam, uh, and he knows it. And so uh, I, I felt it was uh, super funky. You know, it was really cool. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool about G Gundam because I a lot of so you know I I got into Gundam recently, so mm -hmm. I just watched G Gundam. I think last year. Yeah, it was okay. It was enjoyable, yeah. but right. for Gundam, it's not anything crazy. Yeah. But then I love the lasting sort of not just memes, but how yeah. there's just references of everything everywhere all the yeah. time. It's like Gundam is just this one big world in that yeah. way. Um, so were you playing any Gundam games before Evolution? <sighs> I, I mean, I have had, uh, I think Dynasty Warriors Gundam and Journey to Jabra were like my cool. top two memorable ones that I've owned and I thoroughly enjoyed uh, before Twitch. And then I always sat on Twitch looking at, you know, streaming on Twitch, looking at other games and like going, oh, that's Gundam me or that has a Gundam vibe or I'll play Overwatch because Reinhardt reminds me of a Gundam, you oh, know, in this skin yeah. or D.Va feels like a mech system would you know interface would look like so yeah. i would uh cope as, as they call it <laughs> i would uh cope wanting to uh play gundam games but not really having any like access to them um outside of like you know uh, them being like a port or uh yeah. some other way of getting it and i didn't feel like jumping through the hoops i just wanted also it really helps uh with the type of like content i like making i, I like low barrier to entry community-based stuff so like there was never really any low barrier entry community-based Gundam up until now um, with uh, Gundam Evolution and GBO2 right. on uh, PC, specifically on PC. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm excited about because I, um, uh, well, do you say something, Steven? Sorry, I think. No, that's a very good point. Like that, that low barrier to entry, I feel like it's hard to kind of attract an audience to some of these sort of, you know, we call them abandonware games now, yeah. like all of these uh, old PS1, PS2 era Gundam games that, you know, nobody's kind of heard about. And so like, right. it, it's kind of cool to see people streaming them now as 
as like a historical artifact, but yeah, you're not you're not gonna really get a community built up around it because nobody else can play with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And that's what's crazy too. Like it, Steven helped me get back into buying a PS3 again so then I can play those PS3 Gundam games that I didn't know existed because they didn't come out here. Or if they did, I, I just didn't know. I loved mechs. I've always loved mechs, but didn't know Gundam. And so yeah. that's kind of like what I'm doing with this channel is like learning about it. But you me know, too. Yeah, one, me too. one other thing too is because uh, you said you've been streaming for so long. Uh, this kind of goes back to the streaming. Do you feel like you have been able to grow into who you are just by consistently doing it all the time to where you feel so confident when you're on a stream? Uh, Does that make sense? Uh, it makes sense. However, I keep surprising myself with growth that oh, I've settled okay. on the idea that like this is an ongoing process. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good way to you look know, at it. It's, it's yeah. an ongoing process. Uh, so it's like um, even my channel itself has had um, features added to it that add more personality than before because these features weren't available before. Like uh -huh. um, you, I, I'll like find memes and then I'll make them redeemable things. So if you like click a book, like if we had a really rough match and you can click a button and uh, 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 infamous scene of Metal Gear Solid Four will pop up where like uh, what's his name. Um, Miller is like Snake, you know, we're diamond dogs, we're demons, and Snake takes a hit of his cigar thing, and the music plays, and it's all like, or uh, John Claude Van Damme will show up and be like, great job, <laughs> um, you know, that type of stuff. So, uh, I mean, that stuff has changed the way my content is because it's like, you know, when you watch YouTube videos and it's like, oh man, this guy spent like 60 hours producing a three minute video of just a bunch of memes back to back over gameplay. Um, now you can do that live, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. like, uh, which is really neat. Uh, That's true. So, I mean, again, it's like, I, I find that depending on what games I'm playing, my personality is a little different. Uh, who I'm playing with. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, what uh, this even, uh, and the fact that it allows me to, branch out so instead of doing a, a stream for 11 hours where it's gameplay i may do like a talk show that's two hours that's or cool. um i recently started doing uh spectating for mm -hmm. gunham evolution for their big events uh for the esports scene and so on like mondays and fridays i would host uh community nights where community joins lobbies i worked spectator cam with like PlayStation controller with specific uh, configurations for the analog stick to make the visuals smooth. And, you know, and I'm, I'm planning to do the same thing in GBO too. So it's like, cool. uh, I think, I think what's cool about this is it's like, if, if we're, if we're allowing ourselves to like put ourselves out there to the world, um, like let's not get stuck being one version of ourselves and like embrace the idea of like, you know, like reach in and try new things uh and like to yourself you said you're learning gundam now <laughs> i have one she's asleep luckily she, hopefully she sleeps the entire time yeah yeah um, and they're, they're about the door, to go so. with mom to the vet so i think they're getting excited <laughs> i did that feeling um boy she's like five months six months old oh yeah uh, i've been seeing those yeah. pictures like you would yeah. in the morning or something with yeah that that's cool uh, but it's like, you know, let the community like open myself up and be like, guys, teach me what is Gundam? Like, I've never seen this mobile suit before. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I only know these two of Gundam and they're so willing to teach that uh, it's cool because then I, I step away and I'm like, wow, I'm a different version of me than I was yesterday because now I know that uh, this suit, you know, specifically a space suit or something like right. that. 
Um, so yeah, like I know I'd say the answer to your question is like, I guess, no, it's, it's always growing. Uh, I even started getting into Warhammer and I'm oh, like, cool. I, so cool. to your effect, it's like you got in late, you saw it from afar. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, oh, I've already seen Warhammer from afar, but now I catch myself. And it was really, it was, it was during the pandemic, uh, beginning of it all where like, I'm like, oh, I'm stuck home, which, and I, I caught it and, and from like a family member. Uh, and so I was like, oh man, I feel like death. What should I do? And I'm like, well, let me keep my mind stimulated now that I have all this time. And I popped on some Warhammer stuff from YouTube, which has a vast resource. And I started listening and learning. And now I'm playing Warhammer games on uh, any that come out. That's cool. Like, like Bolt Gun was the new no. one. Have you played that? Because I, I think I saw that you were going to play it. Hold on one second. <laughs> Chat Bolt Gun is so good. $5, don't you? <laughs> no, um, Bulgan's so good. Chat. Okay, so Bulgan is good. Okay, because I, uh, I mean, that's d my type of FPS anyway. Like, yeah. so if you like, yeah, I'm gonna have to grab it. You got a taunt played... after every kill. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the Emperor says blah blah oh, blah. I love that because that's like, see, I'm with you with Warhammer. Like, I've never been deep into it, but like, I played the Dawn of War games on right. PC. And I loved like it's more than me. That's awesome. Oh, that's, I love yeah. the world and like yeah, they would have all these world building like one liners or things yeah. and names of things. And I'm like, these right. are the craziest made the of horse Latin heresy. Yeah, yeah, all <laughs> that. All heard of it, but what is it? You know. Yeah, it, and so that's why like I'm always. But I think it's that accessibility that you're talking about. Like, what could they do? And I think it's what they're going to be doing. Or Henry Cavill's going to be making a show. Yeah. So I think that's the best way to kind of get people into it um yeah because that's a good one but that's a lot of that's a lot of lore to dig into i mean yeah. gundam gundam has a lot of lore but like yeah. 40k has and i feel like they're hand in hand like they're <laughs> they're like space marines are basically people inside giant suits <laughs> yeah that that's right dramatic damage and like <laughs> mobile suits are basically people inside of suits that do dramatic that are also for you know like and actually both sometimes the the person inside the suit is dead. And right. <laughs> and this, this is like, um, but I, I find that both of their communities actually pretty like are chill together too. I will like oh, play okay. a, a Gundam game and then jump into a Warhammer game and it's still the same people talking, you know. So I find that uh it's neat to find ways of like cross pollinating the communities like that without them even realizing it. Yeah, yeah, like with the Star Wars yeah. thing, I think you brought up the politics. Like with episode one, I remember people would complain about the politics in Star Wars. That's right. the first time I realized, oh, they're talking about politics. Yeah. And then There's, that so was much. more interesting to me. So then as yeah. I, when I got into Gundam later in life, I was like, oh, they start from the start. This is about yeah. politics. And I was like, yeah. I like this world building. Yeah. Um, and so like, I love, yeah, I love that crossover of fandoms. That's that's pretty fun. So yeah. um, in, I, I want to touch on something you said about you're talking about having different personalities depending on what you're doing. That's a really cool approach because sometimes I'm so focused on, okay, what is my, what personality am I growing into? But I don't need to be so static in that. I can be dynamic. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's the dynamic content model too. Yeah. Like the idea of doing this spectator mode where th this is something that didn't yeah. exist when Twitch was in its infancy. It was just, uh, you're going to watch this guy play a game. Yeah. But now you have the ability to basically play producer. And you can sit there and say, like, look, these guys are going to be streaming their games. They're going to be doing that thing. I'm just going to be playing with the camera angles, offering my commentary over top of it. We've got our stingers and we've got our transitions and stuff. I mean, you're basically creating, like, your own version of, like, an NFL game on TV. But 
all by yourself from your yeah. computer. It's amazing. And yeah, there's so many cool. like uh, levels to that because like that, what you described would be like the perfect production. And then you have like folks that are just like, I'm streaming, you guys do your thing and I'll just like maybe play some music and like <laughs> just record it and that's it. And the yeah. people still want that. They still want that too. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. You're not even like competing for audiences at that no, point because yeah. it's like, no, but people people want to see both. Like I and I I for one have enjoyed seeing uh you know some of these uh GBO spectator matches where it's like you really you just get two or three guys together and they're talking about ideas and I mean it, it's awesome and and you're yeah. just watching the match from a spectator view instead of from behind one mobile suit. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. I That's think cool. the uh the thing the thing that I learned is like it, it, the interesting thing about life too or just overall is like I can do something cool, but I'm only one individual with a limited spectrum of what cool I can do. But if I include a bunch of people, I can see a bunch of cool stuff, you know, yeah. and then go like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Or, oh, wow, like that looks cool. And you know, again, it's like uh, my brain's also like wired. And I, I play fighting games. So it's like that's the core of fighting games. You know, like you're just one player and like thousands and millions of other players that are playing the same character. But everyone's play style is wildly different. And no matter how long a fighting game is out, you'll find someone that goes, hey, I just found a new combo or a new patch will come out. And they're like, hey, I found a new combo that is an instant kill. And everyone's like, oh, who are you? You know, so um, <laughs> you yeah. see it in GBO too, where it's like, you know, hey, what's the new meta? Like, you know, right. yeah. I, I just found a new combo that's going to push this mobile suits damage like over 60K, like yeah. stuff like that. It's yeah. It's and it's funny because like in our community, there's shout out to you. as Talos has been teaching me a whole lot making me like I've been playing GBO two for fun. Like I take right. it seriously, but I'm not a try hard about it, you know, like, yeah. but he's taught but everyone me how likes to, to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's taught me how to look at specific skills, specific things to then uh, really uh, get, get a little deeper and have fun. But then even Steven recently put together uh, a bunch of people to play. And then I realized, wow, I have fun playing with a group of people. Yeah. And then it's like, again, these two people helped kind of renewed that interest uh, in GBO2. And then the PC release, of course, is helping. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun once it gets all fixed. Yeah, Are you still banned? <laughs> Do your research. Uh, yes, for having too much fun. Uh, uh, yeah. I was, uh, for context, I was hosting lobbies and obviously network issues were happening. And so I kept dropping and the lobbies kept crashing. And then eventually I logged back in and it was like, hey, buddy, you got a penalty for like a day and nine hours or 15 hours. And I was like, it took me back. I was like, I haven't gotten a penalty. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Now, hopefully they're fixing it. I guess, you know, they've got yeah. people working on it that confirm right. they're working on it. Yeah. So that's exactly. that's good to know. And, you know, again, it's something Stephen and I always talk about. We hate when people are like, oh, the devs are lazy. What are they doing? And it's like, no, these people are doing the best they can with what they've got. I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt. If anything, I'll be mad at maybe the exec at the, right. you know, the publisher level right. or something because they just, sure. you know, but when it comes to the oh, developers, yeah. they're doing the best they can always. Yeah. To call them lazy uh, is not right. It's it's yeah. it's called tempering your expectations. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, how many years will a person subject themselves to network reliant games and be oblivious to the fact that on networks anything and everything can go wrong at any time? 
Yeah. Yeah. That's just it's, how it is. Well, I think uh, that it's, a, it's yeah. a generational thing where, yeah. you know, to, to kind of tie it back to your story about finding your first Gundam kit right. in Manhattan in this like underground, you know, it, it reminds me of like the kind of story about Miyamoto and how um, he developed like the first Legend of Zelda. And he's like, I, I wanted to create an adventure game that captured my childhood sense of adventure and finding things and like talking to friends and like spreading rumors like, oh, did you know that maybe if you blow up this wall? that is something that like our generation had when we were seeking out anime stuff because it was like you'd have to find the obscure stores maybe a friend would tell you like oh you got to go you know to to this mall and this spot and and then you you ended up haggling with a shopkeep which is something that like you know people nowadays don't understand that they just hop on amazon and pay whatever the price is that's true we (laughs) we truly do live in the information age we truly do yeah and and so yeah yeah, for for guys like us we can we can kind of temper our expectations because we know what it's like to have to wait two months for another dbz tape to come out yeah yes i mean a vhs (laughs) tape that my brothers and i would go pick up (laughs) from like oh no vegeta's dead forever oh my god like oh he's he's debating with you at lord yama right now okay so he's not out of the picture but i didn't know that for like two years <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah we we, cool. we are patient yeah. and so we encourage our uh our communities to be to be patient with with devs and yeah. with yeah these types of deliverables we just ask for communication i think that's really what it is like mm-hmm. uh, it really just boils down to like how do you make people consuming your product uh tolerant or happy or it's just information i think i made an analogy a while back mm. on twitter where it was like um the difference between the two is like if you if you're standing in line and someone comes up to you and they're like hey we'll be with you in a second it's a little you know a bit of a wait today just can you just give us like five minutes or so that makes you feel better because you're like oh wow i'm being acknowledged i'm i'm, I'm standing here no one has yeah. to do that versus you you're standing in line for something and no one says anything they see you, you have that awkward eye contact for the moment. They look at you, they look down, and you're still standing there, and you're just like, 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 is there a delay? Is is, is the place open? Is are like normally this is, we just walk right in, because uh, that's your expectation. Um, and so when you know developers or anyone in any service industry, specifically service industries, it's important. Yeah. Um, you got to talk to the, your 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 audience. You know, if you want them to. Because it's funny because like you can release a product and then I get it. Once people spent money, money spent. You know, we don't care anymore. You, you bought the thing for sixty dollars. You complain all you want. Write <laughs> as many Steam reviews. We got your sixty dollars. <laughs> right. You know. Um, but when you're doing live services, yeah, it's very different. Live services live and die based on customer support. And so um, when it comes to live services there's like over communication can be there's like that's awesome because you can sell someone on a game based off of the fact where they're like oh man i heard that game sucks it's like yeah but like they communicate with us they let us know what's going on you know like we never feel like we're in the dark and for some people that's worth their interest that's worth their money that's worth their loyalty um and i think like you know even when you look at games like uh final fantasy 14 uh which like had like the i recently got into that uh last year um all the way up to what was it uh shadowbringers uh it was just like 
I would ask people like, why do you guys love this game? So I used to play EverQuest, I used to play World of Warcraft. And they're like, because the devs communicate with us. We have like open dev talks and musicals and all these other things. And I'm like, wow. And they're still willing to listen to feedback. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, I think there was that infamous story about like, oh, there were uh, fans of the game that were suffering from the phobia of like right. punched holes. And they like redid some of the UI yeah. to accommodate people that, that had that. Yeah. It's like, that's interesting. Yeah. You're, you're, you're never going to get that no. from like EA. <laughs> and to be fair, that's what makes these, that's what makes these companies stand out. Um, it, it is, it is the little things. And it's like, I think if it was, I used to work for Apple. So if there's one thing that I, I uh. took away from them, right. <laughs> there's one or a couple of things I took away from that. This is while Steve Jobs is still alive and everything was very different. But if one of the things that I took away from it was like, you don't have to do grandiose things to stand out. Sometimes it's just the little stuff, you know? So I think yeah. if it was one thing that I was trained that I really reset, like really took in and received was just the idea of like, you know, communication and customer support is like phenomenal. So, you know, if, if you're calling someone up, Hey, I just finished your computer. It's almost done. You come pick it up versus, Hey, uh, I dropped my computer off and no one's called me. Like what's going on. That's two different experiences. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You bring up a really good point because Steven and I, especially on his channel, when we do his stream, we talk game uh, development, talk game industry because I yeah. have a lot of knowledge in, in game industry stuff in general. He does too. But one thing, and this is the same with movies, is these companies spend so much money on marketing because they just want, without anyone being able to play it, buy the product. Yeah. yeah. But you bring up a good point. If they spent that much effort after the fact, they would allow their games to continue to survive. I think Redfall could be a good example because like really the Redfall devs were silent. Maybe that game did turn out bad, but what if they're like, you know what? Let's pump money into communicating and making updates because it is live service. That could be yeah, a revenue generating thing, yeah. even if we'll just have to crunch the numbers to see how they want to do that. And I am surprised with GBO2, how long it's already been out on PlayStation, now getting a PC release and they're going to continue to support it. Um, yeah. And I'm always like... I. It's interesting how sometimes a publisher will do good, but sometimes fall flat. Yeah, that's the thing about yeah. those free-to-play models, though, is they, yeah. they encourage that type of de developer communication and support because you have to. If you yeah. want, because you're still fighting for those microtransactions, you have to accommodate the customers. When, when it comes to movies, all they care about is whether you buy the, the ticket at the box office. Yeah, yeah that's and so right. If, you know, maybe that could be a future filmmaking business model of like a you watch the movie for free and then there's a there's a marketing push after the fact that would be an interesting because yeah. obviously gaming has gone that direction yeah so yeah no that's cool um no this is good good stuff good stuff and and real quick i, I have the li your links in the description but you would primarily want people to go to your twitch right is yeah, that yeah 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 okay, that's cool. where you, you pretty much find me there twitch there uh, twitter's in the links yeah so you're using youtube as well recently for like clips oh. and stuff like that okay like old long playthroughs of things like near and what have you oh but, nice uh, yeah 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 twitch is where you can find me that's well, the fun place let yeah. me ask you i never heard of veiled experts until i saw you were streaming it <laughs> and that actually looks good but is it yeah because i never hear so, about it it is a very interesting take on a third i like third person action games i like yeah. to see my character it's yeah, just like i get it it's just yeah so uh it's third person it's basically rogue company meets csgo that's the best way it was explained to me 
rogue company third person action game with rolling and uh tons of other mechanics yeah csgo where you buy your weapons and there's bomb defusal and all that other stuff um and so it is a nexon game which right. nexon has a reputation of just making games yeah, and seeing what's out here you go um <laughs> they really they recently did this very bold move that a lot of like you they banned at least like over a thousand accounts uh and mind you they 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 just went like you know early access out to play good to go mm -hmm. um like a week ago two weeks ago um and they just banned like over a thousand accounts that were doing like fraudulent and, and weird stuff and oh, it's wow. very bold because usually when your game just comes out you're trying to hold on to as many people as you can. So yeah. for them right off the gate, just banning, you know, all of the, and it was the funniest part too, is like, if you go to their, uh, if you go to their uh, Steam page, they they give you all of the names of everyone that they've banned with like asterisks in there. So that oh, like, talk you about communication. Like, you don't see the full name, <laughs> but it's just like Joe asterisk, 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 blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, whoa, now, did talk that about transparency. I mean, it helps because no one likes playing a game that's full. No one likes yeah. playing a multiplayer game where it's so much cheating in your life. Exactly. Or like someone's doing malicious things or all. So like that helps. And it also sets a statement that like we're not effing around. You know, like we want everyone to enjoy themselves. And it's like it's kind of like saying we'd rather have like uh, uh, I guess like a player base that is good and healthy than a player base that is large and unhealthy which yeah. a lot of companies I, will go with. They'll release a game and they'll just be like, oh, we got 20,000 people playing it every hour. And it's like, yeah, but those are like 15,000 malicious people being malicious. But you want to, you know, I guess it looks good to the investors that there's 20,000 people playing an hour. Um, so yeah, I do think you it's plan fun. on playing it. More? Yeah, I do. I, I think okay. it's fun because um, I like the role like, the third person, like you were saying. I like. Well, I'll give you an example yeah. of how interesting the game gets. It's like there's a perk where when you roll, you get one health pack, one uh, hit point back. Yeah, so I was watching like, you do that. You I, know, I think like, one of the streams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. There's an umbrella turret. There's like a suit of armor that you can put on and charge in and do. So it's definitely like not grounded. Uh, it's right. super neat. And uh, it's very over the top when it comes to you can tell they wanted streamers to play this because like the loading screens are very dynamic. There's like a movie intro and like yeah. there's like uh, executions and stuff like that, similar to Gears of War. Um, so I think I think visually it's a it's a fun watch. Yeah, it is. That was definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. A game yeah. that is more fun to watch than maybe it is to for a large player base. But that still helps. Yeah. You I know, it's like, like that's its own. Helps. That's yeah. interesting. Well, okay, let's get to this other topic because you posted yeah. it on your Twitter. And I think I've been thinking about this all week. Is right. it Street Fighter 6 or oh, Diablo let me check 4? The results. <laughs> yeah, just check the results. Because, I mean, Steven, I don't know. Have you th thought of playing either one? Let me check. Um, I mean, I don't don't shoot me, but I am not a Diablo guy. Never been. It's okay. Uh, yeah, and I a, haven't a dungeon, dungeon been myself. Yeah. Type yeah. player. Um, so, if, if anything, I would be picking up Street Fighter. But, you know, it's like, oh. God, dedicating you know, the time burned, because been burned have... by Capcom before, <laughs> right? Can yeah, I, and I will say in your in your in the YouTube chat. What's that? Can I post a link? Can I post oh a yeah, link post a link. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, no, because yeah, that's Capcom. I think they've been killing it, but what they've been doing is making sure they're targeting the widest audience possible, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Like we talked about how Resident Evil Four remake did that, where they changed things to make it more appealing 
Street Fighter Six, I think, is doing things in a good way. I heard the training is a lot more focused to really get you to learn how to use the character. Not that, oh, here's the character's moves, but here's how and when to use the character's moves. And then they have kind of like a single-player experience in a way where you can really, yeah. on your own, kind of get into it. The thing with Diablo is every once in a while, I need just a turn-off-my-brain action RPG. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like Diablo 4 is going to fit that. Yes. Whereas Street Fighter Six is going to be turn-on-the-brain, let's train. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, what um, about you, Jason? What What would you pick? You think? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm right just now, get bolt gun. And call my it Twitter day. is sitting at like uh, 52% for Diablo and 48% for Street Fighter Six. It's pretty close. And so it's 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 a weird. I'm in a weird spot because uh, for like a good two years, I spent my community's time and my own playing uh, Guilty Gear. Oh, Guilty Gear Gear Rev, Guilty Gear Drive. And I learned, like, I I wanted to learn a fighting game and I was messing around. Street Fighter didn't catch me and all the other stuff. And so uh, Guilty Gear was like, well, I get this. And then the music was like, oh, and it's so bad, guys. I probably listened to more hours of the music than playing the game. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, uh, I know I have at my core a community that likes fighting games, but I also know I like them too. But then I also know that Diablo is more like, oh, what's this? What's this? There's magic everywhere. What's this? Yeah, yeah I think it lends to air, engaging know. with the community while playing. In yeah. Street Fighter, you might be really focused. Um, I don't know. You know, so, um, what is some of your favorite fighting games? Because I used uh, to be a huge fighting yeah. game fanatic myself. There's a game called Rising Thunder that came out briefly. Uh, and then it got bought out to make, from what I understand, Project L, which will be the Riot's oh. fighting game. And so that game had like, that game was literally, a, it was like, what if you made a fighting game that revolved around rollback versus what if you make a fighting game and then implement rollback? That game just felt great as hmm. soon as you booted it up because everyone had, you know, great networks and uh, the, the characters weren't very diverse, but like it was very grounded, and very simple. But I think I think uh, for fighting games, it has to be Guilty Gear. Guilty, yeah, that's be, why I bought I mean, a PS2 yeah. when the first Guilty Gear. That, that game is yeah, yeah. It's got yeah. such a unique style. I love Mortal Kombat. I grew up on that. I grew up on Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, obviously, because it was really accessible. Of, uh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive 2, I think, is my favorite. Oh, wow. Dead or Alive and Virtual Fighter. Right. Those two. I feel like those two are in the same boat. Um, I just, I think they've had like poor Sequence. strategies for yeah. like marketing and stuff. You know, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Soul Calibur and Tekken. Before oh. Guilty Gear, it was Soul, Soul Calibur and yeah. Tekken. Those, oh, yeah. yeah. Dreamcast was the best for fighting games. Yeah. I remember when the yes. Dreamcast came out. Marvel vs. Yeah. Capcom, all that. Right, um, right. I gotta ask, have you played my favorite fighting game? This is the one that I've dumped the most hours into. And if 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 Talos is like the master of GBO2, I yeah. was the master of this fighting game. What's that? The Bloody Roar series. Oh, yes. Yeah, I that's cool. Bloody Roar. Um, that was that was a fun. That needs a PlayStation, PlayStation two? That needs to come back. Uh yeah, PlayStation yeah. PlayStation One. Wow, um, that's cool. Yeah, okay. that was that was a great game. That's cool. But Steven, do you, have you played many fighting games since then? Oh yeah, I mean I stick with like the the classic ones, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Soul Calibur. Cool. Yeah. But um but yeah, none of them I think I've put more hours into oh. than, than Bloody Roar. Yeah. That's a agree. unique pick. Yeah. yeah. Well, um guys, real quick, we're going to move into a Gundam topic. Um hey. 
So let him explain. No. Yeah, I know, right? No, but <laughs> no, this is no, this is very interesting because um so there's the Bandai Namco Filmworks, which is supposed to be responsible for the film, the shows, whatever, not games, not manga. And they had these two uh, names that they trademarked recently. Mobile Suit Gundam, Silver Phantom, and Gundam Requiem for Vengeance. Both very interesting. I, I find it interesting how one is Mobile Suit Gundam and the other is just Gundam. I wonder what that means. Sure. Um, and actually, let me do this thing I was going to do where I'm going to share my <laughs> screen out so you guys can see what I'm looking at. <laughs> okay. And, and cool titles, just like we were talking about before with like Endless Waltz. Right. Like the, yeah. The, well, the, the, the Gundam subtitles always have this um, this weight to them. It's yeah. like a... Yeah. It, and it usually means something, but it's hard to see without watching it what it could mean. Now, so... Jason, coming from me, yeah. personally, I would love it to be a Universal Century thing. I'm all into Universal Century, so I want to see some more stories there. But I do know Gundam is more than just Universal Century. Right. Um, Silver Fan... So the other thing is that Next 100 is supposed to contain new stories in Universal Century after uh, UC100. So I know they're doing Hathaway, um, right. but I wonder, you know, Silver Phantom sometimes... There's people that have said that could be a reference to Unicorn uh, okay. because of Civil Bullet and the, uh, I guess, the Phantom being maybe the Unicorn Gundams, how they go crazy or something. Well, the, right. there are two previous mentions of Phantom in, like, UC Gundam canon because you have the Grey Phantom, which is the, uh, which is the Albion-type carrier that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's from uh, Flash Beyond the Blaze. The Oh, I don't know with the Gundam fourth and fifth, the gray phantom is it's, oh. it's like a white face type carrier. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. So silver um, phantom pretty yeah. close to that. Um, yeah. And then also the uh, crossbone, cause you know, a lot of people keep asking for crossbone and yes. there's that phantom, uh, ghost phantom. I think, right. like, yeah. Crossbone. So maybe yeah. it could be, I think people would love crossbone. Um, I recently discovered what crossbone was, uh, on the launch of, Gundam Evolution, when we were like looking over the YouTube page, uh, yeah. and I was just scrolling down. And I was like just filling time. We had like 30, 40 minutes before the servers went live. And I'm like looking at the mobile suits, and I get down to like Crossbone. I think it was like Crossbone something, something, something. And like the, the second form is like three forms or something. It's like yeah. the second form of it. And I'm like, that. I that is a vibe. That is the is. coolest thing I've ever seen. It, it seems like uh, it would be goofy, but it works. Yeah. And like I have like I have the metal build. Oh, man, uh, crossbone, thing. and then I even have the little, and this is one I painted recently the uh mobile suit ensemble uh Whoa. crossbone, it's fully yeah. articulated and stuff. Yes, I, that was the one, he has a crossbow and yeah. he has yeah. the, the, the sword. And I'm like, there's something um, about it that's cool. And and what's cool about the vibe. manga is it connects to other earlier UC, mainly like um F91, it has those yeah. characters. So, double Zeta, judo, yeah, so. I mean that. I mean, yeah, that, that would be awesome if that's what that is. But I mean, I know that there's been talks of a sequel to Unicorn anyway. Yeah. Um. Oh, Thoroughbred Rogue New Type uh, is saying from that game, uh, Encounters in Space. There's a Thoroughbred. Um. Yeah, that has that mm. Gray Phantom or whatever. Um, yes. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think I saw those two things, and I I 
I immediately defaulted back to, so here's what I did. I'd watch the Thunderbolt movies, right? The oh, first yeah. and the second. And then I did it as a community thing. And then after the second one, I was like, all right, guys, I can't find the third. Where's the third at? Oh. <laughs> they were, all, they were all like, oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> so like, I'm seeing this and I'm like, shoot all they did was just leave out thunderbolt you know like there has to be i need a third movie because i know that i love thunderbolt it, it it's it, it like takes movie. the action of uc and just like and i like the cult aspect they did with the new types in that second yes. one like yeah. yeah that neat idea but this other one this uh okay so it's a picture i thought it would <laughs> anyway it's <laughs> gundam requiem for vengeance looks Enhanced. like a themis team in terms of like the font but it doesn't say Mobile Suit Gundam. But there's a use that say Mobile Suit Gundam and a use that don't. So, like, there you go, old type wear. So, <laughs> like, I don't know what that could be. Um, Gundam Requiem for Vengeance, unless... What if that is the movie? Live-action movie. And it's just Gundam and not Mobile Suit Gundam. That's the only thing, when it just says just Gundam, it makes me think it's being targeted that way for a reason. You know... Right broader appeal that is simple marketing yeah gundam just gundam not mobile suit yeah just, just gundam you need if you if you want to introduce something to people and you want them to step away with just one word gundam sonic yeah mario it makes sense yeah yeah well, and, and even think about like the way that a lot of western fans were introduced to gundam right you know via toonami it was gundam wing or new mobile report gundam yeah. wing is the full title but <laughs> oh, they okay. left out the mobile suit for yeah. toonami it was just too mouthy wing it's way too mouthy yeah yeah it's gundam and, and so but what's interesting about that too is i have a lot of reason to believe that that live action movie is actually going to be a build fighters thing the only reason is because the way they've worded they're going to make sure it appeals to fans of all gundam and then that rumor which i almost think it's just completely made up but timothy chalamet playing a character named kit so like a model kit building sure hope that that's not true <laughs> yeah. so, that's that's dumbing down a little too much <laughs> yeah so if they're really gonna do if it is gundam Requiem for vengeance is supposed to be this movie coming out then i think that title is badass and says a lot about what it could be a military yeah. looking font you know uh yeah, sort of thing and... yeah um yeah um i don't know but it doesn't sound like build fighters though i mean i can't no. imagine like a high school kid being like <laughs> requiem for vengeance yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, like, <laughs> yeah you're getting all serious <laughs> i am gundam hands of my high grade. <laughs> and the transformation like takes 20 minutes and he's like right. you know, building out the they're the basically common writers like oh yeah like, oh yeah. man if they totally change it like that that super mario movie in the 90s we get a Gundam movie and it's like completely <laughs> different. You just have soldiers with V fins on their helmets or something. <laughs> I mean, you know what's really funny? I've seen YouTube, uh, not YouTube, I've seen Twitter art where like some artists have like taken the mobile suits and just made them into like, you know, suits. Like, and it looks you know, good. It, and it looks good. And I'm it like, actually, wow, like, the, yeah, that looks cool. The concept know? artist for Halo said they took inspiration from the GM of Spartan. Of course. And it's yeah. called a Spartan. And it's like, was, wow. It's and, funny too because I'm a big Halo fan, so it yeah, was just like, but yeah. it's the suits, you know, it's 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 exactly the suits. design. That stuff is cool, uh, yeah. yeah. So that is interesting to think. Um, I th I think you're right though that I wouldn't necessarily be mad if that was a thing. Well, like, what if future you see they adapt the Gundam Aryan? Yeah, Gundam Aryan smaller. 
Because it's just yeah, suits. Suits. They did not F91. Make it smaller, could, smaller right. make it smaller, make it smaller. Yeah. Now it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> this was, I mean, the plot could even be like, this is this, like, all right, give us exposition. This is the mobile suit. You know, they're like usually 50. Don't kill me, chat. I'm making shit up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I got, this came out. <laughs> no, these guys are cool. Like, like, it's, it's, it's 50 feet tall. Don't quote me on this. <laughs> oh, he must be talking about F1 or I don't know. But it's like, uh, it's like, you know, 50 feet tall. This is how much metal we have. We could make this one thing that could get blown up, or we could melt it down and just give it to all of these soldiers of age. Of age, not of children, course. of age, obviously. <laughs> give it all these soldiers of age and uh, have an infantry thing, which means we could get more mobile suits in a movie than it being just the big one. And then all of these, because after a while, it's like the, the weird thing about Gundam movies is like, all right, well, how many mobile suits can we fit on the screen before you're fighting in like six countries at once? <laughs> yeah, it's big, you know. So, and I'm uh, and I'm all for like the the thing that I like about Star Wars or even Aliens, yeah. the movie, is yeah. where you have a lot of the same thing and they're just like put yeah. they're pitted against each other, yes. like a ton of the GMs, a ton of Zaku twos, just pitted against each other. And then you have the one general, and it's the RX seventy eight two and. You imagine I got goosebumps. You imagine no. it's like sending the like sending the special squad, and it's like three suits, and they get suited up, and you find out they're like three DOMs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they got their rocket, they take their rocket launchers off the thing, and they're like, and again, it's like they're moving more like you, because that's the funny thing about Gundam. The more you watch it, the more you realize like, why are they moving like humans? Like, why did that Gundam just salute the other gun? <laughs> like, like what? Like, what is that? Why are you doing that? That, that is something sense. that. I because I've liked mechs my whole life right. and that is something later in life where I had to learn to just get over things and I think that is one thing where I, at first the kind of super slim bipedal giant robot was not as realistic as say something from like uh, mech warrior right. Right. but I was like I don't care I want to enjoy this and yeah. you know it, it, it happened um, yeah. so anyway I just can't wait for them to actually reveal what some of this stuff is I know that yeah COVID has delayed some things in general. And then there's the writer's strike. I don't yeah. know if that's just a U.S. thing. So in Japan, we don't have to worry about that for. Right. Um, yeah, and they don't have. Meaning. I think I think <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a it's a morality thing, I guess. You know, like yeah. if it doesn't affect directly, then it does like affect the idea of like, oh, we were working with this team overseas, but now they're not. You know, oh, yeah. There's a strike. So like um or just the idea of like, hey, did you hear the right strike going on? Like what? Why? And they're like, oh, because of these things. And they're like maybe we should <laughs> you know like maybe we should strike too like, shut up no no, no, no. <laughs> um but i don't know i i i was i think well it didn't last time there was like a writer strike like the content that came out was incredible i don't remember like, i don't remember not, but i not remember from them but something. it was like from individuals yeah. it was like well yeah. there's a writer strike going on but this show is amazing which goes to show like do you really need like a whole team of people to make a great show or do you really just need to listen to the four people that actually have good ideas yeah um, yeah don't need so many cooks giving people yeah. a shot right yeah. Yeah. yeah that too you know you, you might have a team of writers that have been working for years they have reputations in the industry and of course they have all the right friends <laughs> And so they get all the gigs, but yeah. then, you know, there might be that barista that has the, you know, the next matrix movie. In She's literally been writing the script of matrix movies on every cup that she gives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, like, you, said, you know, these, these yeah. types of, it, it does cause some upheaval. It does. It's like, it's yeah. a period of strife, Treat but sometimes nice. I think yeah. that periods of strife 
create some of yeah. the most beautiful artwork and some of the most like the best pieces of media that we yeah. get. Yeah. Good and point. So, like some of the best things that we've seen so far have come out of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. No. It's just, I think it's the the human experience where it's like we sometimes do our best work. We've been shown to do our best work in times of yeah. great peril. But it's like, well, have we tried not making times of great peril yeah. and then making good work? <laughs> like that doesn't always yeah, exactly. correlate. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's no, that's a good point too. Right. Um yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm very interested in seeing what yeah, what Me too. more of this stuff is that comes out. Um, you know, someone in chat said the Grey Phantom was the name of the ship in 0080. Oh. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, so well, that, was very popular. Yeah. So even more Silver Phantom almost points to that. Are they going to follow like White Base except it's called Silver Phantom? Like I feel like politically more, more that's where it's going. <laughs> Politically correct. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in the novel, they they switched it around, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of it being the Pegasus class white base, it's the white base class Pegasus. Oh, oh yeah, wow. that's right. Okay. And that's and then I wonder, like, too, we don't have too many stories after eighty. We have like in the video game, mm -hmm. uh, but not really. You know, between there's eighty three and there's Zeta, but like one year war has like more stories than i could really even think fit within one year um so i don't know that that would be uh interesting to see um but yeah that's about it um so yeah let me go back to this other view here um yeah i guess that's about it any other cool gundam nonsense that happened this week that i happen to not uh bring up i mean gbo 2s really been the nonsense honestly yeah. um great i can't wait to get back get to that um I, I can't wait when it's fixed like give it a week and it will yeah. probably be yeah. good like, yeah let's stuff iron out that's why i was i was even saying like people were complaining like oh why'd you release it during a weekday and it's like well it's better on a, like a wednesday or a thursday because the team that's doing it's still at work and they have three or four days to like iron stuff out yeah versus releasing it on the weekend where it's like oh good luck until monday you know like and, then and everyone is planning to play on the weekend because right, i'll yeah. for sure be playing more this weekend than i right. can during the week so yeah. um yeah so, that, I mean, yeah that's cool so yeah i'm assuming you plan to stream it like oh. this weekend well yeah I'm, okay. I'm 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 completely uh tossing aside all of all other things uh i haven't decided cool. i think what i'm gonna do i might fund my street fighter six purchase by selling feet pics of jury oh okay there is an audience <laughs> there is an audience i guess i don't know i've learned there the is a database of, of feet with so. capcom and and but that's true <laughs> but uh yeah there's lots of gbo2 uh because again like i like i like making my community have fun uh because i think a lot of people don't allow themselves to have fun in their in their everyday because there may not be an opportunity for it but there's so many laughs that can be had when you're playing like ac guy and you're just like you're you're invisible on the radar and then it's just like all right i'm gonna hang out here and watch everyone <laughs> or yeah. i'm gonna stalk behind this guy and oh you didn't see me or it's like why is that gun tank underwater oh the gun tank's in space or i'm gonna play zock <laughs> you know and and just be out here and i did this silly thing where i was playing zock and i was talking like the rock and i was like the sock sees you moving at him the sock doesn't care about that the sock is gonna charge his laser so it's like <laughs> that's it's good so, it's so silly there's fun that yeah like, especially when, particle cannon yeah, yeah. 
game. No, but yeah, yeah that's uh, the thing about GBO2. As serious as some people take it, you can really actually have fun with it, especially with a bunch of people, especially with spectating it. So yeah. Definitely and they have a free-for-all cool. mode. They have a brawl mode, which I, I was thinking yeah, about it earlier. That's today. fun. And actually having more fun doing the brawl where it's like every man for themselves yeah. than the, the team-based stuff. Because sometimes some players, listen, games have been out for five years. Some players are really good. All respect to you for being really good. But like some of us just kind of want to have some fun. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a lot easier to manage those really good people when it's a lobby of free-for-all. So, you know, it's like, uh, uh, it's just, it's just, hey. Fun. When yeah. was the last time you played a video game for fun? Just I know. Up, yeah, you know. it's it's great. And I want to, and I think you do a good job of this, but like my message I'm trying to get there with GBO2 is to not make it scary for new people to play because yeah. it really is like the best fun you can have with a mech game, I think. Yeah. And like, I don't want people to feel there's that barrier of like, oh, I need to know all the specific mechanics of this and I can't, I can't do this combo incorrectly or I'm not playing right. You know, right. No, it's, you know, uh, just have fun. I'm going to hold a, a, a fashion show-esque. I'm going to have like a paint job fashion Ooh. show uh, next Wednesday on stream. So we're going to have oh, a prize. What so, time do you, you usually know, stream that? All day. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, 11 hours. So like, I usually start around uh, noon uh, Eastern and then go wherever the wind takes me. But okay. uh, I'll have more communication and stuff like that on Twitter and everything. But, yeah, nice. And that's to your point, you know, like, hey, you know, you, you try to win something to, from the game or gameplay. How about you just try to win for coming out with a creative paint job? You yeah. know, that type of stuff. That That is cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to watch that. But anyway, you know, Jason, thanks a lot for being here. This was fun. Posit Anyone that watches probably got an energized vibe now. Um, yeah, I think I know I should do. You with this yeah. with this level of positivity and the muscles, but mine aren't growing yet. Maybe I can push to Earth. <laughs> Lend me your positivity. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, everyone out there in the chat, thanks for watching. Uh, great time as always.